Man, well, it's great to be in the house of the Lord today. Thanks be to God. Thanksgiving Day is a national holiday celebrated. It's a day of feasting and giving thanks for divine favors or goodness. You know, truly the Lord has blessed us. And He has caused His face to shine upon us. He has been gracious to us. He has lifted up His countenance upon us and He has given us peace. As I look around this room this morning, I see miracles. He has rescued us. He has restored us. He has redeemed us and He has healed us. And yes, it still remains that the greatest of all miracles is the salvation of a soul. Thanks be to God. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 57, Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. As I reflected on this time of the year, these are the words I heard the Lord speak. Personal harvest, corporate harvest, international harvest. And I think of the past year, the men and women, the lives that have been harvested in the earth. Harvested right here in our city. Harvested in our province and in our nation. And the men and women, the lives that have been harvested in the nations of the world. Truly today, thanks be to God. Personal harvest, I think of the past year and perhaps this would encourage you to reflect on this past year. The harvest the Lord has worked in my life. And in the life of my children, in the life of my family, thanks be to God. I think of the past year, the young and old of this house, the wonder of what the Lord has done in the individual. The conversions, the decisions, the baptisms, the recoveries, the broken addictions, the restored and transformed lives, and the list goes on. Thanks be to God. He always leads us in victory. Corporate harvest, I think of the past year, the harvest that has been brought about in this church. The harvest in the children's department. The harvest in the youth department. And among the young adults, and the adults, and the young marrieds, and the not-so-young marrieds. I think of the harvest that is taking place at Christ City Lighthouse, and will continue to take place. Thanks be to God. I want to read Psalm 103 today. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, 
who forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. How many want to receive that word today? The Lord executes righteousness and justice for all who are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and he's so gracious. Slow to anger and abounding in mercy. He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us according to our sins nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, think about it today, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. For he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are like grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and its place remembers it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And his righteousness to children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those who remember his commandments and do them. The Lord has established his throne in heaven, and his kingdom rules over all. Take heart today. His kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his, who do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord Oh, my soul. Thank the Lord for the personal harvest in this past year. Thank the Lord for the corporate harvest. And I think of the international harvest that we are a part of. Think of the past year, and I know that the Lord has been working internationally. I'm here to announce to the church today that the Lord has been working in the nations the kingdom has been advancing and the message has gone forth. The good news has been preached across the world and many lives are being harvested from every nation, tribe, and tongue. I think of the nations that we, Christ City, are directly involved in, directly involved with, like India, Africa, Sri Lanka, the Philippines, and so on. I think of all the pastors and the teachers and the evangelists and the widows and the orphans and the students and those coming out of false religion. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. What an international harvest that is taking place. Revelation 7, verses 9 and 10. I looked and behold, a great multitude which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, saying, 
Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. The Passion Translation reads, they were all in glistening white robes, standing before the throne and before the Lamb with palm branches in their hands, a biblical symbol of victory. And they shouted out with a passionate voice, Salvation belongs to our God, seated on the throne and to the Lamb. Let thanks be given to God. Let thanks be given to God. There will be many conversations this weekend. Many conversations. Many words spoken. Many reports. Many reports given. Let the people of God have the report of the Lord on their tongue. Be ready to give an answer for the hope that we have. Let thanks be given to God. Let's exalt what the Lord is doing and has done in this past year. A time to celebrate, a day to celebrate, a day of feasting and giving thanks for His divine favors and goodness. You know, we know this today, but I'm just here to remind the church how loving, how kind, how faithful, how truly marvelous, how gracious, how gracious is our God. His compassions fail not. His mercies are new each day. You say, what do I have to be thankful for? Well, here's a little list. Thanks be to God for our daily provision. Thanks be to God for food, shelter, and clothing. Thanks be to God for joy and laughter. Thanks be to God for the air in our lungs and the pulse of our hearts. For the wonders we see and hear. Thanks be to God. For the people of God, every year yields its increase. No matter the state of the world and the report thereof, every year yields its increase. The kingdom of God is ever advancing. Psalm 67, verses 1 to 6, God be merciful to us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that your way may be known on earth. Your salvation among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. Thanks be to God for all the blessings he's poured out, for all that he's worked. For the people of God, every year is crowned, every year is crowned with his goodness. Every year yields its increase. Psalm 85, verses 8 to 12, I will hear what the Lord what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people and to his saints. 
But let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. That glory may dwell in our land. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. Yes, the Lord will give what is good. And our land will yield its increase. As I previously said, for the people of God, every year is crowned with His goodness. And the truth is this, no matter, no matter the condition and conditions of this world, every year, as the Bible declares, is crowned with His goodness for the people of God. We read Psalm 65, verses 9 to 13. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enrich it. The river of God is full of water. You provide their grain, for so you have prepared it. You water its ridges abundantly. You settle its furrows. You make it soft with showers. You bless its growth. You crown the year with your goodness, and your paths drip with abundance. They drop on the pastures of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered with grain. They shout for joy. They also sing. Thanks be to God. As long as life remains, there is seed time and harvest. The breaking up of the ground, the planting of seed, the watering and tending, and by the grace of God, the days of harvest. I think of the natural harvest comes, and there is the gathering in of the harvest. The gathering in of the crops. The crops and so forth are harvested, and there is provision and blessing, and there is a time perhaps of rest. But this time passes, the time of harvest and rest, and another season beckons, seed time. We must know today that there are more harvests to come. There are more harvests to come. And as the years are granted by the grace and sovereignty of our God, so there will be seed time and harvest. Every year has a harvest. Genesis 8:22. while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. I hear the words of Hosea today. Hosea 10, verse 12, Sow for yourselves righteousness, reap in mercy, Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord till he comes and rains righteousness on you. The Voice Bible reads, plant a crop of righteousness for yourselves, and perhaps there are those today that need to receive the word of the Lord. Plant a crop of righteousness for yourselves. Harvest the fruit of unfailing love and break up your hard soil. Because it's time to seek the eternal until he comes and waters your fields with justice. 
And I love the message paraphrase. Listen to these words. Sow righteousness, reap love. It's time to till the ready earth. It's time to dig in with God until he arrives with righteousness ripe for harvest. There is personal harvest yet to come. Year after year of increase and gain, year after year crowned with his goodness. The years he will grant to each one of us. There is more corporate harvest. There is yet corporate harvest to come. International harvest and the greatest harvest of all, the harvest of souls. I want to remind the church today that this is the greatest harvest. The harvest of souls. And we know the Lord has his eyes on the nations just as Jesus set his earthly eyes on the nations. We read in Matthew 9, verses 35 to 38, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. Because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful. I say to his disciples today, the harvest truly is plentiful. But the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. God is not willing that any should perish. His eyes are on the nations. His eyes are on the nations. And no matter the condition of the world or the conditions or the report of the world or the reports of the world, every year has a harvest. A harvest of souls. Those that receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior and are brought from death to life. I don't know about you today, but I'm so thankful, and I woke up early this morning, thankful. So thankful for the cross of Jesus Christ. Never lose the wonder of the cross. So thankful for the cross of Jesus Christ, for the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. So thankful for the empty tomb that testifies of his resurrection. And the reality that sin and death have been defeated. Now one day should pass without us offering thanks to God. For the ascension, knowing that he is now seated on the throne. So thankful for the promise of the second coming that one day soon he will break the sky and come for his people. I'm so thankful today, thankful that he has overcome the world. These are his words. John 16, these things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. 
In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And the voice reads, I have told you these things so that you will be whole and at peace. In this world you will be plagued with times of trouble, but you need not fear. I have triumphed over this corrupt world order. <laughs> you know, I'm so thankful today. I'm so thankful today for a church that serves and loves and gives and worships and honors the house of the Lord, the gathering of the saints. I'm blessed to be a part of it, part of this family. I'm so thankful today for a church that supplies, for a church that stands, for a church that believes for a church that fights, for a church that by God's grace has become a pillar in the earth, a blessing in the earth, a beacon in the earth, a statement in the earth. So thankful. Are you thankful today? We truly have reason to be thankful and to overflow with thanksgiving to abound with thanksgiving. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, have you received Him today? Are you here and you don't know Jesus? Or perhaps you know of Jesus, but you, you haven't received Him. You haven't surrendered your life. You know the scripture, John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only son, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but will have everlasting and eternal life. The reality is that it's once appointed for man to die and then the judgment. You say, well, what if you're wrong? Well, then I've lost nothing. I've just lived a good life. But what if you're wrong? Think about it today. Truth is truth. Heaven and hell are real. And they're eternal. And one day we will find ourselves face to face with God Almighty. But the good news is that Jesus Christ came, born into this world, the sinless, spotless Lamb of God, and He lived a selfless and obedient life and surrendered Himself and died a selfless and obedient death. He hung on the cross for you, for each one of us, for the harvest that he would see come from it. And so as you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, you can receive him right now. Open up your heart. Lord, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I acknowledge 
that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and I need you. I open my heart to you. I welcome you in. I surrender my life. I ask you to come and make your home in me and to lead me to become Lord of my life. As you, therefore, have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Thanks be to God. Share these words, Charles Spurgeon. Here is a standing reason for thanksgiving. God is always good. And therefore, there is always a sufficient argument for giving thanks unto Jehovah. He is a good God, essentially, that he cannot be otherwise than good. Should be a fountain out of which the richest praises should perpetually flow. We should all be grateful for gifts, influence, and success. A gratitude which is not attended with joy can scarcely be called gratitude at all. Would you have gratitude lament the possession of the blessing for which she is grateful? There must be joy in the thing received or else one can hardly be imagined to be thankful. If gratitude for these things be duty, then surely a measure of joy concerning them must also be a duty. He who would serve God must begin by praising God. For a grateful heart is the mainspring of obedience. We must offer the salt of gratitude with the sacrifice of obedience. Our lives should be anointed with the precious oil of thankfulness. As soldiers march... Soldiers march to music. So while we walk the paths of righteousness, we should keep step to the notes of thanksgiving. Larks sing as they mount. So should we magnify the Lord for his mercies while we are winging our way to heaven. The constant tenor and spirit of our lives should be adoring gratitude, love, reverence, and thanksgiving to the Most High. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. You know, my prayer is that all of us rise each day, every single one, young and old, that we rise each day and crown each night with the declaration and song, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. That we would yield each year what we need yield. What we need, surrender. That the harvest of the Lord would flourish and stand in abundance. Thank the Lord for the harvest. We can have the worship team return today. You know, if we are here today and we're struggling to find reason to be thankful, I just, I just want to remind us once again, as I already have, what the Lord has done for us. I want to remind you, we read these scriptures like Colossians 2, 13. This realm of death describes our former state. For we were held in sin's grasp. 
But now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return, for we are forever alive and forgiven of all our sins. Thanks be to God. Ephesians 2, 1, and His fullness fills you, even though you were once like corpses, dead in your sins and offenses. Psalm 126, verses 1 to 3, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then they said among the nations, then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. And how can we not thank Him for the breath in our lungs and the pulse of our hearts? How can we not thank Him for food, shelter, and clothing? The provision that we do have. And I feel the Word of the Lord. The Word of the Lord is that we come out of the place of focusing on what we don't have. And that we start praising and thanking God for the things we do have. Listen, that's one of the great schemes of the enemy, to get the people of God and the saints of God focusing on the things that they do not have and saying, where's the provision, Father? Where's the provision? Think of something simple like a child. Dad, can we have ice cream right now? And, no. You had enough today. Well, you don't care about me. Hold on a second. Let's just spell out the day, how I've cared for you all day long. Very simple example today, but think about it. We get so focused on what we don't have or what others have rather than just taking a look at what we do have and saying, Lord God, Lord God, thank you for the provision. I've traveled to the nations of the world. That'll shoot thankfulness into you real quick. Things we take for granted, like clean water, like running water, you say, come on. You don't know how blessed you are to be able to go home today and turn on the tap and take a drink. I've been to places where they can't. It simply doesn't exist. But guess what? There's a spirit of thankfulness in them for what they do have. Something happens as we begin to thank God for what we do have. Praise Him for the provision that He has provided. I remember as a younger child, we'd get together Thanksgiving, and you know, sometimes 
one of the elders would pray. The kids are hungry, you know. And they're thanking God for the harvest and thanking God for the cutlery and thanking God for every ingredient in the meal and thanking God for the temperature in the room and thanking God for the walls. Because a lot of them came from nothing. And they've seen the provision of God. And you know how the kids are. I don't want to eat this. Looking at their plate, right? <laughs> Stuffing things in the napkin and waiting for dessert. So thankful. Like maybe it's just a call to bring us back to the simplicity of just being thankful for the provision that our Father has provided us with. You're saying, well, I don't like the car I drive. Well, at least you got a car. I don't like the house I live in. Give it back to God. I don't like the job I have. Okay, walk away. Be thankful. Be thankful. Let's come out of the place of focusing on what we don't have and let's start praising and thanking God for the things we do. You know, one of the other great tactics of the enemy, and this is not new news to this house, is to get us seeking first other things. Get our focus on other things. It's almost like we're trying to take care of ourselves and take care of our own lives. You know what Matthew 6.33 says? It says, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. You know, why don't we start praying like Jesus taught us to pray? I thought, I thought that would be fitting for the saints alive today. I don't know what kind of prayers are being offered up. <laughs> he knows, he hears. What does it say in Matthew 6, verses 8 to 13? Therefore, do not be like them. For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore, pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And so today, thanks be to God. As you gather with your family, Spend time with your friends. Perhaps speak on the phone. Let thanks be given to God. Let's exalt Him and magnify Him. Let's take time to thank Him for the harvest. Thank Him for what we do have. Let's begin to lift Him up and bless His name. Thank you, Lord. 
If you don't know where to start, just thank him for who he is. Thank him for being a good father. Thank him for the cross. Thank him for the blood that was shed, that has washed you and cleansed you. Thank him that your children are growing up in the house of the Lord. Thank him for the children's workers who are teaching your children. Thank him for the hedge of protection around your house. Thank him for the health you do have. Thank him for the air in your lungs that you can open up your mouth and that you can sing praises to God. Thank him. Thank him for what you do have. We're sometimes just looking for this this massive thing. What can I thank God for? But he's so blessed when we just say, Lord, thank you for these small things. The little hills. (laughs) The provision, oh God. We thank you, Jesus. Let's stand in this place today. Thank you, Jesus.